podcast that's dedicated to all things canine. I'm your host, Jay, and today we're diving into a very essential topic for every responsible dog owner, which is the importance of hitting your dog's daily physical and mental needs. For this episode, it'll just be me because Frazier's unwell, so he's not feeling too good. His voice is, is a bit messed up. I think he had a throat infection or something like that. And that was the same case for me as well last month. So for those of you who've had trouble in the past listening to Frazier because of his accent or because of his voice, this should be pretty good for you guys. <laughs> anyway, let's dive right into it. We'll be exploring the latest research and studies to highlight just how crucial these aspects are for our furry friends' overall well-being. So grab a cup of coffee, or if you're listening to this on the go, relax, and we'll jump right in. To kick off our discussion, let's focus on the significance of regular physical exercise for our dogs. Numerous studies have shown the positive impact it has on their health and behavior. One particular study found that dogs who receive daily exercise had a significantly lower risk of obesity and health-related issues, such as diabetes or cardiovascular diseases. Exercise not only helps to maintain a healthy weight, but also improves muscle tone and joint flexibility, very similar to how it is for us as well. Research has also shown that physical activity is closely tied to a dog's mental well-being. Dogs with insufficient exercise levels are more prone to exhibiting behavioral problems such as excessive barking, destructive chewing, and in some cases, even aggression. So regular exercise do help dogs release all that pent-up energy, reduces anxiety and promotes a calmer demeanor overall, which is something that a lot of us want from our dogs. Not that being overexcited is a bad thing, but if unmanageable, it can lead to a lot of stress for yourself, which translates to your dogs being stressed as well. So now let's dive deeper into the topics of physical exercise and explore the myriad benefits it brings to our canine companions. The research shows that Regular exercise is not just about keeping our dogs fit. It has profound effects on their overall health and behavior, right? So, obesity has become a very common issue among dogs in recent years, leading to a range of health problems like your joint issues, your heart diseases, and overall reduced lifespan. Studies have found that dogs who receive all these daily exercises, as I mentioned, help them keep a healthy weight throughout their lives and help them live longer and more vibrant lives of course it's all about quality of life in this aspect but weight management is just the tip of the iceberg right physical exercise also plays a vital role in improving more things engaging them in activities so that their body gets moving even things like brisk walking jogging or playing fetch helps the dogs develop stronger muscles better coordination and increase mobility of course you don't want to push your dog to do things that are out of their breed specific, I would say. This becomes more important as our dogs age as they may experience age-related conditions such as arthritis. However, the benefits of exercise extend far beyond the physical realm. Dogs as social creatures, they tend to thrive on interaction and mental stimulation. Regular physical exercise offers the opportunity for our dogs to explore their environment, experience new smells, and interact with other dogs and people. These social interactions are essential for their overall well-being and can contribute to a more sociable demeanor. Furthermore, let's not overlook the impact of exercise on a dog's mental health. Exercise releases endorphins, as many of us know. The feel-good hormones, which can help reduce the things I've mentioned before, anxiety, stress, and even symptoms of depression in dogs. 
the release of these hormones during physical activity can lead to an overall improvement in their mood and emotional well-being. By providing our dogs with adequate physical exercise, we can help channel their energy in a positive way, reducing the likelihood of behavioral issues arising. So it's clear that physical exercise is not just a matter of keeping our dogs physically fit. It's a holistic approach to their well-being as well. Through regular exercise, we can promote a healthy weight, improve muscle tone and joint flexibility, enhance socialization, boost their mood, and reduce the risk of behavioral problems. It's a win-win situation for both our furry friends and us as responsible dog owners. Because I know I'm too lazy to get my ass off and go to the gym. So if I do physical exercise with Blue and Ori, I feel good about myself and I feel good about them as well. By incorporating physical exercise into our daily routines, whether if it's just a walk, having playtime, or even if you're engaging in a specific dog sport, we can ensure that our dogs lead happier, healthier lives. So grab those leashes, harnesses, and head out for a stroll. Know that you're making a significant a significantly positive impact on your dog's physical and mental well-being. In our previous segment, we discussed the importance of physical exercise for our dogs. Now let's shift our focus to the equally or even more important aspect of mental stimulation and enrichment. I say it might be even more important because some of you out there might have senior dogs and senior dogs might have mobility issues and they are unable to be exercised physically as much. So providing opportunities for mental stimulation or mental engagement is key to their overall well-being because dogs are intelligent creatures. Everyone knows that. So a journal of animal behavior shed some light on the cognitive benefits of mental stimulation in dogs. Just as we exercise our bodies to stay physically fit, exercising their minds is equally crucial. Mental stimulation challenges their cognitive abilities, keeps their brain sharp and provides a range of benefits. Engaging our dogs in mental stimulating activities such as interactive toy puzzles, snuffle mats, or even search games, hide and seek, can significantly impact their cognitive development. These activities require dogs to use their problem-solving skills, their memory, and decision-making abilities to achieve a goal such as retrieving the treat or solving a puzzle to get a reward. By providing these mental challenges, we can keep their minds active and prevent boredom. Because boredom leads to a lot of undesirable behaviors, I would call them. Destruction, chewing, barking, all that sort. The benefits of mental stimulation extend beyond cognitive development. Dogs who regularly engage in mentally stimulating activities exhibit reduced signs of boredom and are less likely to engage in destructive behaviors at home. Boredom can manifest in multiple behaviors such as excessive chewing, digging, uh, excessive barking anxiety, stress. By providing mental enrichment, we can channel their energy and focus into positive outlets, minimizing the likelihood of all these destructive behaviors. Another advantage of mental stimulation is its positive impact on their emotional well-being. Now, I know I talk a lot about not, what's the term for it, anthropomorphizing your dog, putting human emotions on, on dogs because studies have shown that dogs, while they do experience a certain set of emotions, there are some emotions that they don't, they are unable to, what's the term for it, process. Uh, you can find more about it. I'll put the links in the session notes at the end. So dogs thrive when they feel engaged, fulfilled, and mentally stimulated. By providing opportunities for them to use their brains, we can promote a sense of accomplishment. Remember the last time you accomplished something and then you felt really good about yourself? They can feel that too. 
It can build their confidence and enhance their overall mood. This can be particularly beneficial for dogs that may be prone to anxiety or stress. A lot of our street dogs, a lot of our stray dogs, our specials, they require this so much. And because they are so smart, they do so well when, they, when you build the confidence with them and then they just want to do games all the time. Incorporating mental enrichment doesn't have to be complicated. Interactive toys such as, you know, those treat dispensing puzzles or interactive feeders can keep them mentally engaged during mealtime. A quick trick I have is always to just toss treats or kibbles into a towel, bunch it up, roll it up, and then just let them search for it. Like, use their paws, use their nose, and then they'll just get the treats from there. Whether teaching new tricks or reinforcing basic obedience commands provide a mental challenge and a lot of bonding opportunities. Scent work, hide-and-seek, games like that tap into their natural instincts and engage their problem-solving abilities. It's actually really amazing what they can do. There was this video a couple years back about a Border Collie being able to identify over a thousand names for his toys or her toys. I can't remember if it was a male or female. Apart from that, that Border Collie was able to understand the rule of elimination, the process of elimination, whereby if he knew what a cat toy is and what a pig toy is, you put the cat toy there, you put the pig toy, and you tell him to get the octopus toy. He knows what the first two are, so he'll just get the third one, even though you have never reinforced that that's called the octopus toy. So it's really amazing. Furthermore, varying the types of mental enrichment activities is essential. Dogs like humans can become bored with monotony. Introduce new toys, rotate puzzle games, or change the difficulty level of activities to keep their minds engaged and prevent them from becoming too predictable or repetitive. By prioritizing mental stimulation and enrichment, we can provide our dogs with a fulfilling and engaging life. Through these activities, we not only exercise their minds, but also strengthen the bond between us as their owners and enhance their overall well-being. So now let's explore the importance of finding the right balance between these two essential aspects of their well-being. So canine behavior and training journals emphasize the need for a holistic approach that combines physical exercise with mental stimulation. Understanding that our dogs have both physical and mental needs allow us to create a well-rounded routine that promotes their overall health and happiness. It is irresponsible to think that, oh, my dog just needs to be walked twice a day and nothing else. Even if your dog seems fine, they're not being the best that they can be. When it comes to physical exercise, we've learned that it helps maintain healthy weight, improves muscle tone, joint flexibility, and contributes to better socialization. However, physical exercise alone may not fully satisfy our dog's mental needs. Dogs are intelligent animals, as I've said many times before. They require mental stimulation to prevent boredom and engage their minds. By incorporating mental stimulation into their daily routines, we give them opportunities for problem-solving, decision-making, and learning new skills. Finding the right balance between physical exercise and mental stimulation will depend on factors such as your dog's breed, their age, and their energy level. High-energy breeds may require more intense physical exercise, while breeds known for their intelligence may benefit from additional mental stimulation. Point in case, Blue, right? So she's, I would say she's highly intelligent and she requires quite a lot of intense physical exercise. I've only recently started doing agility work with her and she, she's doing so well with that. I'm not going to bring her for a competition or stuff like that, no, because this is just purely for her and for myself. I get 
to do maybe twice a week. I bring her on a run. No, I don't run. She runs. And I put on a pair of rollerblades. And then we just go for rounds. And I get her to fully sprint. And of course, she really enjoys that. For the mental stimulation part of things, I get a lot of puzzles that I do with her. I do a lot of scent work with her. Hide and seek. Search games. This hits her needs. If you consider integrating physical and mental activities into a single session, for example, engage in a game of fetch while incorporating things like your obedience commands or introduce a new puzzle toy during a post-walk like cool-down period. This way, you can address both their physical and mental needs simultaneously and you can maximize the benefits and efficiency of their daily routine. You will also notice they're not as worked up at home, they don't seem so bored, they don't bark randomly, they sleep, which dogs need, you know, they sleep many hours a day. It's also very crucial to listen to your dog's cues and learn their body language and adapt to their routine accordingly. Pay extra attention to signs of fatigue, boredom or restlessness. You can't expect Right after listening to this podcast, you have never done a run with your dog and then you go for like a 10-kilometer run. No, that's not going to help. Your dog might appear tired after physical exercise, so you have to engage in quieter, more calming mental enrichment activities, I would call it. Conversely, if your dog seems restless or exhibits signs of excess energy, increase the intensity or the duration of your physical exercise. Of course, always provide them um, enough rest and water while doing all of this. Remember that every dog is unique and their needs may vary, but it's a beautiful journey that you get with your dog to understand like how much exercise they need, how much mental stimulation they need. Some dogs require more mental stimulation, others might require more physical exercise. You have to observe your dog's behavior and then adjust the routine accordingly to strike the right balance. This also contributes to your dog's overall well-being. They thrive on predictability and consistency. Establishing a regular schedule for physical exercise and mental stimulation provides them with a sense of structure and security. However, within this routine, incorporating variety is key. So I know this sounds counterproductive between the two sentences I just said. What I mean by this is that if I'm going to do if I'm going to bring Blue for a run and then I want to have games with her after that. So my cue is that Let's go for a walk. We're going for a run. So she knows that it's a different thing from just the daily walks. While we still do the run, at the end of it, I may do something else. Like maybe today I do snuffle mats. Tomorrow I'm going to do a puzzle toy and then so on and so forth. You have to introduce new toys or maybe change the walking routes that you have and try different training activities to prevent monotony and keep their minds engaged. If you can strike a balance between these two things, you can ensure that your dog is receiving the well-rounded care they need. This approach not only promotes their physical health and mental well-being, but it also strengthens the bond between you and your companion. And to me, that alone is enough reason to keep doing this. So for the next portion of this podcast, we'll dive into the significance of incorporating routine and variety into our dog's daily lives. Because I know a lot of you feel like you're at your wit's end, you don't know what you should change or what you should add on or remove. So a Dr. Laura Williams study in the Journal of Applied Animal Behavior Science highlighted the impact of routine and variety on canine well-being. 
dogs thrive on routine as it provides them with a sense of predictability and security, right? So a consistent schedule for physical exercise, mental stimulation, or meal times, or even rest periods, like times when you go to sleep and when you don't have much to do, helps your dog understand what to expect and reduce anxiety, which makes a lot of sense, right? If you know that, let's say, your roommate wakes up at 8 a.m. every day, goes to work at 9.30, comes home by 5.30, has dinner, and then goes to bed. That's a routine. You expect that. But if your roommate randomly wakes up throughout the day, sometimes he wakes up at 5 a.m., sometimes he wakes up at 2 p.m., you, you don't know what to expect from that. So there's always that little bit of stress or anxiety as well. Establishing a routine also allows us to allocate dedicated time for meeting our dog's needs, incorporating daily exercise, mental stimulation into their schedule. We can prioritize their well-being and ensure that these activities become an integral part of their daily lives. However, while routine is essential, as I've said before, it's equally important to introduce variety into our dog's routines. Dogs, like humans, maybe not all humans, like myself, I can become bored with monotony very quickly. Providing variety in their daily activities keeps their minds engaged, preventing them from becoming too predictable and adds that you know, spark or excitement to their lives. One way to introduce variety is by changing the walking routes. Instead of taking the same path every day, explore different neighborhoods, different parks, different trails. This exposes dogs to new sense, sights, and sounds. It stimulates their senses. That's a lot of S's. And providing mental enrichment. So one thing I do with the girls is that when I walk them, I let them decide which way we want to go. So if we go to a fork in the road, I just stand there and ask them left or right, and then they can choose. The tough part about it is sometimes Ori wants to go left, Blue wants to go right, so I kind of have to just flip a coin and say, okay, we'll go this way. Incorporating new toys and interactive puzzles into their routine can also add variety. Rotate the toys regularly, so don't keep using the same puzzle toy every meal, every training session. Use that once today, use another one tomorrow, have like maybe four or five on hand and then just rotate between them so they don't lose their novelty, right? Introduce different types of puzzle toys that offer varying levels of difficulty as well to challenge their problem-solving skills. So if Blue or Ori has had a stressful day, and, and uh, right, Ori's had a stressful day just uh, a couple days ago whereby a dog snapped at her, and Ori's not very confrontational. If it was Blue, Blue can be confrontational. Ori always chooses to run away. So when a dog snapped at Ori, she tried to run away. Of course, she... she barked back at the dog and then she, she moved backwards. Another dog came up to her and tried to sniff her. That dog is completely fine, but Ori was already so stressed, so Ori kind of barked back at that dog as well. So knowing this, I wanted her to calm down. So when we got home, I didn't give her the most difficult puzzle toy that I have on hand. I gave her one that was very easy and I know that she's completed many times before. So she can get all the rewards from that puzzle toy, have a very calming time and relax, and then she can go get a good rest after that. Training sessions are also another opportunity to incorporate variety. You can teach them new tricks or skills to keep their minds engaged and, as I've said before, provide a sense of accomplishment. This is so important. Training not only stimulates their cognitive abilities, but once again, training builds the relationship between you and your dog. Adding variety doesn't mean completely changing their routine every day. It's about incorporating small changes here and there. It keeps things fresh and exciting. Dogs 
thrive on predictability, yes. But introducing new experiences within that framework prevents boredom and enhances their well-being. Remember, while routine and variety are important, it's crucial to consider your dog's individual needs and preferences. Some dogs may thrive on structure and routine, while others may require more frequent changes and new experiences. Case in point would be Blue requires more frequent changes and experiences. Ori, not so much. She, she gets more confidence and is more overall better, I would say, with more structure and routine. You have to observe your dog's reactions and adapt to their routines accordingly. We are trying to provide them with a balanced and enriching environment. So routine establishes a sense of stability and security, while variety keeps their minds engaged, prevents boredom, and adds excitement. So the next part of this is the role of nutrition in meeting your dog's needs. I know we've had a podcast with a very well-respected uh, Dr. Francis talking about nutrition and the importance of that. So I'll just do a little touch and go on this topic just to remind some of our, our listeners about how important it is, right? So having a nutritionally balanced diet has shown to lower rates of chronic diseases, uh, improve immune functions, and increase life expectancy, right? But when it comes to choosing the right diet for your dog, it's important to consider their age, breed, size, um, activity level, and any specific health con conditions that they might have. So always consult a vet or professional vet nutritionist like Dr. Francis to help you determine the most appropriate diet for your furry friend. A balanced diet for dogs, and mind you, I'm talking in a very general sense. A balanced diet for dogs typically consists of high-quality proteins, healthy fats, vitamins and minerals, right? So proteins are essential for muscle development and repair. Repair, remember that. While fats provide a concentrated source of energy and support various uh, bodily functions. And of course, vitamin and min minerals play a crucial role in maintaining that optimal health. So essential nutrients such as omega-3 fatty acids, uh, antioxidants, vitamins E and C have been shown to support brain health and cognitive abilities in dogs. So I always try to incorporate all of these things into uh, meals for my girls. These nutrients can help enhance memory, improve your learning capabilities, and reduce the risk of age-related cognitive uh, decline. Yeah, decline. It's important to note that not all dog foods are created equal as well. Reading and understanding the ingredient list and nutritional information on the labels is essential in making an informed choice. Apart from that, like we discussed before in that particular episode of this podcast, you can always just email in, get in contact with the brand, and get more information out of them. Look for reputable brands as well that use high-quality ingredients or like uh, human-grade food and meet the nutritional guidelines set forth by vet associates, associations. Sorry. Another important aspect of nutrition is dietary variety. Just like humans, dogs can benefit from a diverse diet that includes a range of protein sources, fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Incorporating variety not only provides different nutrients, but also keeps mealtimes interesting and enjoyable for your dog. So I order in bulk like different proteins and keep them frozen. And then every day I just switch up. Maybe today they get beef, maybe tomorrow they get fish and chicken, pork, whatever. In addition to providing a balanced diet, it's crucial to ensure proper portion control. Obesity is a growing concern amongst dogs and can lead to a range of health problems. Controlling portion sizes and feeding dogs based on their individual energy needs can help prevent obesity and promote a healthy weight. But of course, remember every dog is unique 
and their nutritional needs may vary. Regular monitoring of their body condition, consultation with a vet, and making adjustments to their diet as needed are all part of being a responsible pet owner. So in conclusion, nutrition plays a vital role in meeting your dog's needs, supporting their overall health, physical well-being, and cognitive functions, providing a balanced diet, considering dietary variety, and controlling portion sizes are essential steps in ensuring their nutritional requirements are met. Next, I want to talk about the power of playtime, specifically in building bonds. Playtime is not only a fun and enjoyable activity, but also a vital tool for strengthening the relationship and connection that we share with our furry friends. Regular play sessions increase the level of oxytocin, often referred to as the bonding hormone, in both dogs and humans. This hormone plays a crucial role in building trust, promoting social attachment, and deepening the emotional connection between us and our dogs. During playtime, various interactive activities can foster this bond. Engaging in games such as fetch, tug of war, hide and seek not only provide the physical aspect, but also creates opportunities for social interaction communication, and cooperation. Through play, dogs learn to read our body language, interpret our cues, and respond to our verbal and non-verbal signals. Interactive play also allows us to reinforce positive behaviours and strengthen obedience training. Incorporating obedience commands during play such as sit, stay, or leave it not only enhances their training, but also establishes a deeper level of trust and understanding between us and our dogs. The more you do this, the more you realize you don't even have to speak to your dog because they're reading your body. They read human body language better than any of us could ever read it. Furthermore, playtime serves as a platform for problem-solving and mental stimulation, such as all your puzzle toys, interactive feeders, uh, scent-based games. All of these engage their cognitive abilities and challenges their problem-solving skills whilst providing a sense of accomplishment. These activities tap into their natural instincts and provide the mental enrichment, promoting overall well-being and a healthy mind. It's also important to note that playtime should be a positive and enjoyable experience for both dog and owner. So, some of my clients, you've heard me say this before. If you're feeling shit, if you had a shit day, your boss was a dick, or like you just someone cut you off in traffic, whatever it is, don't do the training that day. Rest, relax and try again later or the next day where you feel better. Because you always have to prioritize your dog's safety and choose activities that are appropriate for their age, breed, and physical condition. If you're not enjoying the game, your dog's not going to enjoy the game. Same for training sessions and basically anything you do. You might love, let's say, playing rugby every day. But then if you had a shit day, you know that you're not going to be able to enjoy rugby as much as you normally would. So skip it. Continue when you feel better. Of course, be aware of any limitations or sensitivities your dogs may have and adapt the playtime activities accordingly. Additionally, playtime should be balanced. You need to have periods of rest and relaxation. Just like humans, dogs, they need their downtime to recharge and recover. Overexertion can lead to fatigue, stress and potential injuries. I'm emphasizing on this because some dogs have not learned when to call quits. They don't know when they should stop to rest and relax because they love the play. They're driven by the play and the excitement so much that they just keep going and keep going. If you don't have a time to rest, to let them rest or to let them relax, 
it may cause potential injuries. So you have to pay attention to your dog's cues and provide them with appropriate breaks during your play session. This applies to even dogs playing with each other. But when dogs play with each other, most of the time, I wouldn't say all the time, they know when it is time to rest. You see dogs go at each other, start running around, and then suddenly one of them stops. The other one is going to pick up on that and then stops and then they just go do their own things for a while and then they might continue playing. That's fine. Another aspect of playtime that enhances the bond is the opportunity for socialization. Encouraging your dog to interact with other well-socialized dogs in a controlled environment can provide valuable social experiences. Positive interaction with other dogs help develop their social skills, boost confidence and foster a positive relationship with fellow canines or felines or birds or whatever you want. So remember, playtime is a powerful tool for building bonds between dogs and their humans. It promotes trust, communication and cooperation and provides the physical exercise, mental stimulation as well as the socialization opportunities. Play is the way we deepen our connection with our dogs and create a loving and harmonious relationship. Next on will be the socialization and the benefits. So early socialization, typically between the ages of 3 and 14 weeks, is particularly crucial for puppies. I know not everyone is going to have that socialization window when puppies are more receptive to new experiences and learning to be able to reinforce a lot of these things. However, that doesn't mean that you still can't do it. I've had clients whereby their dogs are 8, 9, 10 years old and we started on socialization work as well. Positive interactions during this time lay a solid foundation for future behaviours and emotional well-being. During the socialization process, it's important to expose puppies to a wide range of people, animals, environments, sounds and stimuli in a controlled and positive manner. You can't just toss your puppy into a dog run for the first time and then hope that everything goes well. Gradual and positive exposure helps puppies develop positive association and learn how to appropriately respond to different situations. <coughs> Introducing your dog to a well-socialized dog can also be beneficial. Because a well-socialized dog will provide valuable social cues, will teach appropriate behavior, and help your dog learn to communicate effectively. Supervised play sessions with other dogs or gentle dogs will allow them to practice social skills and engage in the appropriate play behavior. Socialization should be an ongoing process throughout the dog's life. Continued exposure to new experiences, people and environments help dogs adapt to different situations and reduce fear or anxiety in unfamiliar settings. Regular outings, visits to dog-friendly places and participation in organized Social classes such as daycares can all contribute to a well-rounded and socially adept dog. It's also important to note that socialization should always be conducted in a safe and positive manner. Avoid overwhelming your dog with too many new experiences at once and monitor their reactions closely. If your dog shows signs of fear or discomfort, immediately take a step back and provide your dog with the support and reassurance they need. Of course, the benefits of socialization extend beyond improved behavior. Well-socialized dogs tend to have better overall mental health, reduce stress, and increase confidence. They are more likely to form positive relationships with both humans and other animals, leading to a more happier and more fulfilling life. 
you've definitely seen videos online about how a dog is suddenly like best friends with a chicken or a goat or a cow or any other animal. These are all well-socialized dogs and they have very positive outlooks on life. Socialization also plays a crucial role in preventing behavioral issues such as fear, aggression, and anxiety. Dogs who've had positive socialization experiences are less likely to develop these issues as they have learned appropriate coping mechanisms and have a greater understanding of how to interact with their surroundings. So by providing positive socialization experiences, we set our dogs up for success and create well-rounded, socially adept companions. So now I want to talk about creating a safe and enriching environment for our dogs. So what does it mean to create a safe and enriching environment for our dogs? First and foremost, safety should be the top priority. Ensure that your home and yard or any parts of your estate are free from hazards that could potentially harm your dog. Keep harmful substances, toxic plants and small objects out of their reach. You need secure fences and gates to prevent accidental escapes and provide proper identification such as a microchip or a collar with ID tags. Creating an enriching environment involves providing opportunities for physical exercise, mental stimulation, as well as relaxation. Dogs need outlets for their natural instincts and energy levels. So I'm going to go through some key elements for you guys to consider. Number one, comfortable resting areas. Dogs require a cozy and comfortable place to rest and relax. Provide them with like a designated bed or crate that is their own special space. Make sure it is placed in a quiet area where they can retreat and have a sense of security. By that, I mean that if you have guests coming over, tell your guests this is their safe area. You are not allowed to enter that safe area. Next, offer interactive toys. Because toys play a crucial role in mental stimulation and preventing boredom. Offer a variety of toys that cater to different needs. So you could have chew toys, puzzle toys, or those interactive treat dispensing toys. Rotate the toys regularly to keep the interest high and the value high. So do not leave the toys just out and about for your dog to play with and get bored of very quickly. Keep them, have one or two out, and rotate them regularly. Exercise opportunities. So regular physical exercise is essential for a dog's health, right? Provide opportunities for exercise. If you don't have big land, you need daily walks, runs, or play sessions. In a securely fenced area as well, if you're going for off-leash. Different dogs have different exercise requirements, as I've said before, so tailor the activities to your dog's age, breed, or energy level. Next is environmental enrichment. Dogs thrive when their environment is enriched with new experiences and stimuli. Take them on outings to new places, introduce them to different surfaces, sounds, and smells. Create all the sorts of sensory experiences through the use of scented toys or play areas with different textures. And finally, of course, it's training with mental stimulation. Engage your dog's mind through obedience training, or you want them to do a party trick or interactive games that challenge their problem-solving abilities. Mental stimulation helps prevent boredom they improve focus and strengthens the bond. With all this in mind, remember that each dog is unique. I can't stress this enough and their enrichment needs may vary. Take the time to observe your dog's preferences and adapt the environment accordingly. Some dogs may enjoy agility courses more. Some may enjoy interactive play groups. Others may prefer quieter activities such as scent work or even like gentle massages. 
And I'm not shitting you guys, I do give my dogs gentle massages from time to time. It helps them mellow out, it helps them calm down a lot quicker if they've had a stressful day. So next, I'll just talk a little bit more about the impact of positive reinforcement training, which is training that involves rewarding desired behaviours, as we all know, such as sitting when asked or walking calmly on a leash, and then you reward with traits, uh, traits, and then you reward with treats, praise, or play. By using rewards that are meaningful to the dog, we motivate them to repeat those behaviours in the future instead of punishing them for doing a negative behaviour, showcasing a negative behaviour. This approach focuses on teaching dogs what we want them to do rather than focusing on what we don't want them to do. So, of course, the use of positive reinforcement training has been found to be highly effective in shaping a dog's behaviour. Dogs trained with positive reinforcement methods learn faster and retain the learned behaviours longer than those trained with aversive methods. This positive approach builds trust, enhances the dog's understanding of the desired behaviours, and encourages them to actively participate in the training process. One of the key benefits of positive reinforcement training is that it strengthens the bond between dogs and their companions, of course. Training sessions become enjoyable and engaging for not just the dog, but for yourself as well, because you're fostering a positive and cooperative relationship. Thus, your dog learns to associate their owner's presence with rewards and positive experiences, which leads to increased trust, respect, and a desire to please. It's not only effective, but also promotes a dog's emotional well-being. Unlike punishment-based methods, which can lead to fear, anxiety, and aggression, positive reinforcement training creates a positive and learning and safe learning environment. Dogs become more confident, relaxed, and eager to learn when they are not subjected to fear or pain. This positive emotional state carries over into their everyday life, leading them to be happier and more balanced. Furthermore, positive reinforcement training allows us to focus on reinforcing desirable behaviours rather than dwelling on mistakes. Because how annoying is that? If It's very common for us to know that, oh, I can do 10 things right but one thing wrong and everybody always focuses on the wrong. Why not change that? Why not change how you have the outlook on people and dogs? If you provide clear communication and you reward the desired behaviours, you can shape your dog's behaviour in a way that is conducive to a harmonious and more well-behaved companion rather than always telling your dog that, oh, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. It's important to note that positive reinforcement training does not mean ignoring or allowing the undesired behaviours, as a lot of people have this misconception of it. Instead, it involves redirecting and teaching alternative behaviours using positive techniques. I'll give you a quick example, right? So some people don't like if your dog jumps up on people. Fair enough. So if a dog jumps up on, on a, a guest or maybe when you come home, instead of scolding or punishing them or pushing them away, you teach them to sit and offer a polite greeting and then you give the attention and reward. Very simple, right? If you focus on rewards clear communication and positive learning environment, you will create a very well-behaved and happy dog. Okay, lastly, I'm going to talk about the role of regular vet care. Regular vet care is essential for early detection and prevention of potential health issues, right? So vets are trained to identify even subtle signs of illness or disease that may go unnoticed by pet owners. 
through regular physical examinations, vets can assess your dog's overall health as well, monitor any changes in their body condition and identify potential health concerns before they become too serious. During these visits, your vet may also perform like diagnostics, like your blood work, your fecal exams, urinalysis, just to assess your dog's internal health and detect any underlying conditions. These tests can provide valuable information about your dog's organ function, um, their blood cell counts, and overall well-being. Vaccinations are another important aspect of regular vet care. Vaccines help protect dogs from various contagious and potentially life-threatening diseases, such as rabies, uh, distemper, parvovirus. Yeah. So your vet will determine the appropriate vaccination schedule based on your dog's age, lifestyle, and potential risk factors. Parasite prevention is another crucial component of regular vet care. So there's like flea, ticks, heartworms, intestinal parasites, all of which can pose a significant health risk to dogs. Your vet can recommend and even prescribe preventative medications to protect your dog from these parasites. But they're only as good if you give them regularly. So if he gives you like six months worth in advance, but you don't give them to your dog every month, they're not going to help. Similar to training. Regular screenings and preventative treatments are key to keeping your dog healthy and free from these harmful pests. Now, dental care. It is often overlooked, but it plays a vital role in a dog's health. Dogs use their mouths to explore the world. They use their noses to explore the world. So... Dental disease is a common issue amongst dogs and can lead to pain, tooth loss, or even more serious health problems. Your vet can perform dental cleanings and provide you on how to do proper at-home dental care to maintain your dog's oral health. So ask your vet today. Spaying or neutering your dog is an important decision that can also be discussed during vet visits. These procedures not only help control the pet population but also offer numerous health benefits but go read up on that on your own time i i'm not going to influence your decision either way beyond the physical health aspect regular vet care also provides an opportunity for discussions on nutrition behavior and well-being your vet can provide tailored advice on proper nutrition weight management exercise routines uh, to keep your dog in optimal condition they can also offer guidance on behavior training, socialization, and addressing any specific concerns you may have because your vet would probably have contacts in that area as well. Building a trusting relationship with your vet is essential for effective vet care. Regular visits allow you to develop a rapport with your vet and seek their guidance for any questions or concerns you may have about your dog's health or behavior. And with that, that concludes our episode of the Wagging Tails podcast for today, where we explore the importance of hitting your dog's daily physical and mental needs. I know I kind of went off track and started talking about a lot of other things, but I felt like this was all important information that you guys, that will benefit you guys as well. We also explored the role of positive reinforcement training in shaping desirable behaviors, building trust, fostering a positive bond between dogs and their human companions. Additionally, I also highlighted the benefits of socialization, both for their social skills and emotional well-being. Furthermore, I discussed the importance of regular vet care, including preventative health measures, uh, vaccinations, parasite control, and the opportunity to seek professional advice on nutrition, behavior, and general well-being. By prioritizing these aspects of care, 
we ensure that our dogs lead fulfilling lives and they experience less stress. They have a better immune system, they exhibit the appropriate behaviours and develop deeper bonds with their human companions. Remember, I think I've said this at least like 50 times throughout this podcast, but each dog is unique. It's essential to observe and understand their individual needs. You have to invest the time, the effort and love into meeting these needs so that you can create a harmonious and thriving relationship with your beloved canine companion. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I hope that this episode has provided valuable insights into the importance of hitting your dog's daily and physical and mental needs. Be sure to tune in next time for more engaging discussions on the well-being of our furry friends. Until then, I'm your host, Jay, signing off.